Karen Avila, our reporter based in Spain, recently visited Tuscany in Italy. And uh, she did go to the famous city of Pisa so that she was in fact doing what many visitors do. She went to see the Leaning Tower of Pisa. However, the building that really captured her imagination was next door. It's the Pisa Baptistery of St John, which also dates back to the 14th century. Karen Avila is on the line from Spain and uh, she said to me offline that that was where the plane was going. (laughs) So what was the deal, Karen? Was there a special on flights from your airport to, well, is there an airport at Pisa? I don't know. There is actually, which I wouldn't have thought of as well. Um, I was actually, my my final destination was Siena, further uh, into Tuscany. However, I wanted to find a direct flight from where I'm at in Spain. And I saw it was a little bit challenging uh, to fly from Alicante to somewhere direct to get me close there. So Alicante to Florence didn't Mm. exist. So there was a direct flight from Valencia to Pisa, of all places. So I said, well, I'm taking that because I want a direct flight. And uh, so that's, that's how I ended up going through Pisa. I decided to stay a night against the advice of a couple of seasoned traveler friends of mine, which is um, funny because I initially had asked about maybe going for a couple of nights to explore and I was advised, now you can see it all in half a day. And I found uh, quite the opposite. It's actually quite a charming town. Yeah. Well, maybe they didn't like museums or cathedrals. That always slows you down. (laughs) Possibly. Big city people. So, but the interesting thing is you didn't actually go to see the Leaning Tower. I didn't know much, exactly. I really didn't know much about Pisa at all, but the only thing I did know about it was the Leaning Tower because that's what you, anyone around the world probably who doesn't know anything about Pisa at least knows that. Um, And when I got there, you know, sort of a blind exploration, I found all these under, uh, all these other wonderful structures, uh, restaurants, of course, and, and places, historical places to see, which I had never heard about and just hadn't known about. So we're not talking about uh, 50-year-old uh, buildings. We're talking about things from the 14th century and earlier, yeah? Yes. Uh, the Two of the most striking structures, ironically, are in the plaza uh, right within... Uh, it's the famous plaza in Pisa where you have the Leaning Tower. But next to this Leaning Tower is this massive, gorgeous cathedral from the 12th century as well as another structure called a baptistery, which I had never seen one before. To be honest, I'd never even heard of one before. I didn't realize it was a whole separate structure. Right. Um, I ended up seeing another one when I went through Florence, but this was this massive circular structure that just absolutely dwarfed all the people around it that was also built uh, in the 12th century. And so I found those two structures really particularly beautiful and, and fascinating, very ornate, um, very delicate, but these monstrous, uh, uh, stunning structures that, uh, you know, the Pisa Tower just kind of peeking out from behind the cathedral, right. uh, although it was lovely, it wasn't quite as interesting to me as, as those other two. So a bit underwhelming, was it? Was that, is it not a huge big tower? How tall is it? It's not that big of a tower. I don't recall the exact height of the tower, but it's it, it definitely, next to the cathedral, I would say that highest point of the cathedral was taller um, than the highest point of the tower so it could just very cleverly hide behind that cathedral so the baptistery do you think it's a a place where they baptize members of the team on mass like to be so big 
because a lot of places, a lot of churches just have a font. They do them one at a time. Maybe this is a big walkthrough job where you, you walk from one side <laughs> to the other and get wet in the middle. I think um, from what I've started to read about baptisteries is that it was, as opposed to it being quantity, it's more of quality. So sort of the importance of Christianity, this baptistery really symbolizes that. And so they would use it for um, baptizing ceremonies. Uh, my understanding is that there there was, you know, uh, points where they would be baptizing multiple people, uh, you know, I'm sure, but I don't think the sole purpose was just quantity versus uh, quality and symbolism. Right. And it's named, of course, after St. John the Baptist, obviously. That's right. So, uh, well, that was interesting. What, but the town is obviously a lot more than, than the, its famous leaning tower. What, what else did you locate in your... Um, Probably all too short, you'd say now, your your stay there. Yes, it, it definitely was too short. Um, so I spent, you know, half a day the afternoon I got there. The I got there late morning the first day, and I spent that afternoon just kind of rushing around and looking at everything part of the following morning. I saw um, within the plaza, I noticed, of course, there was this, I noticed this big wall. Um, and when I looked a little closer past the cathedral and past the baptistery, uh, I saw um, an entrance. This is, so it's this medieval wall also built around the same time. Uh, what I didn't realize at first until I got into the wall is that, uh, or gotten on top of the wall, is that it goes around a, a fairly large part of the city. It's about three kilometers long in total. And it's, it's really lovely because you can walk on it. So once you go up the stairs on top of the wall, the... Part of it you can walk starts around that large plaza with the uh, uh, baptistry of, of San Giovanni, as well as the cathedral and the tower. And then it goes along the north side of the town and then eventually turns right or curves right and heads south towards the Arno River. Wow. Uh, but you can walk the whole three kilometers. Uh, you get these wonderful views of the town. Um, it's made of it's made of limestone. I think specifically it's called the marble of of San Giuliano. Okay. Um, not sure what that significance is, but it's a, a lovely limestone wall. And uh, again, this was also built around the same time of the the cathedral and the baptistery. Do, do you sense that the wall would be part of a walled city, it or felt, is it just like yes. a highway? It felt that there there was a protective element to it just by the the shape of it, but also there were some uh, areas that were there. One part of the wall, actually, the part of the wall that's closest to the plaza or the baptistry in that main, I think it's Miracle Square um, that they call it, where those uh, where the tower and the cathedral and the baptistry are located. There was the ancient gate to the city, so it was right. a way to protect the city. Okay. Um, the part of Tuscany, obviously, Pisa. What's the what's the food scene like? It ought to be pretty good. Well, it was. So what I first ate actually wasn't Tuscany specific. Uh, it was I had a pizza because I'm like, well, I'm in Italy. I want to have a good pizza, of course. And I just randomly sat at a restaurant on one of the main popular shopping areas. It's called Borgo Stretto, which is a, a street that runs through this popular neighborhood where there's lots of restaurants and, you know, a few beautiful churches. It's on the way up towards the tower. 
And this pizza was literally the best pizza I had in my life. So in true American style, I assumed the pizza would come with cheese and it doesn't because you have to order cheese specifically. So I, cause I ordered, you know, tomato and basil and I assumed that it would come with cheese and it didn't, but I was very happy with that. Actually, it was okay. Tomato, basil, little olive oil and uh, really thin, but un, uh, un- uh, just sort of stunningly sturdy crust and then this very fluffy outer crust like the edge of the crust was very fluffy but the bottom of the crust was was very thin but very firm and just so, slightly crispy so the chicagoans oh, would not go uh, <laughs> no. much on this at all not enough deep dish for them too delicate for them but i did so that evening i went to uh, a restaurant in town uh the restaurant is this lovely little restaurant so i i tend to eat vegetarian uh although i do not call myself a vegetarian because i do enjoy meat um but i went to a restaurant called ristoro dantesca and it was outside a lovely place i ended up having i you know i wanted to try tuscan food of course at some point so i ordered uh papa al pomodoro a pomodoro soup so there's a couple of different uh, ways you can that they serve this, but the one I the uh, Papa al Pomodoro is a tomato and bread soup. So it's very hearty, and it's not a soup that you would normally think of. That's sort of um, that's liquidy. Uh, you could eat this soup with a fork. It was oh. that sort of thickness, um, and it had a little truffle oil on it and uh, garlic, and quite hearty, surprisingly hearty for for a soup dish. Uh, so I ended up having that with a glass of Chianti, of course. I mean, there was a, a generous amount of tomato in there, but you can really, you can feel the bread only in the consistency of it. It's sort of interesting. You wouldn't oh, okay. guess that there was bread in there, but oh. there, that consistency uh, was all, you know, the, the bread. I would, I would love to know how they make it, actually. That's sort of the next thing I want to look into okay, as like I do my little post-research. You, you gather. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, there's a, there's a second Pomodoro I'd had as well with uh, more beans and legumes, so a little bit different style. But this right. one uh, was tomato. So what's a Tuscan breakfast look like? Well, you know, I didn't actually. I think I just, well, I'll tell you this. I'll tell you what a, and I'm not sure if this is Tuscan specific or if you could find this throughout Italy. I spent my my trip there, but I went straight for the coffee because first thing in the morning, I'm usually not hungry. I'm usually, you know, just caffeine. That's all I can think about before I function on any level. And so I went to this cafe, um, Cafe Ir Miracoli, which is, again, like near the Miracle Plaza where they have all the famous um tower cathedral etc yeah and uh, it was lovely because i could sit there and kind of gaze at the tower and the cathedral while i sipped this uh coffee i had which was um it was an espresso with whipped cream well they it's actually a specific coffee just like a latte a cappuccino it's a uh i believe if i'm recalling correctly crema cafe if I'm not mistaken, I could be mistaken, but it's very basically it just is is cream and uh, and coffee. But the whipped cream is dense, and they just filled up the rest of this glass, which was probably you know a good three inches, maybe yeah. four inches tall, with dense whipped cream. So it was having oh. like a, a drizzle of espresso on a, a pile of whipped cream for breakfast. It was Sounds fantastic. Like a Starbucks recipe. So were you surprised by? It's not a large place, I gather. I've not been there, so fill me in. How how big is the town? Can you walk? It's uh, it's not so you can walk um everywhere. Uh, it's in fact I walked from the train station very easily through this shopping district. I guess I would call it, mm. um, and it took me maybe fifteen minutes to 
uh, walk up from the train station and to get to the heart of the town. And then from there, you can you can really walk everywhere. So thank you for that. And I wanted to just to wish you the compliments of the season. I'm going to say Merry Christmas because uh, you are uh, you are in a lovely part of the world where they do celebrate Christmas. Yes. I'm sure they also celebrate Hanukkah and all the other things that go on. But uh, <laughs> thank you so much. And yeah. I'm wishing, wishing you and your family a fabulous Christmas and a, and a terrific 2024. And I uh, return the compliments and well wishes. And this has been uh, an absolute pleasure and just a wonderful way to wind down the year and something to look forward to in 2024, continuing to work with you. Graham Kemlo speaking with Karen Arvala in Spain. This is the Travel Writer Show on J Air 88 FM in Melbourne.